Hi, this is Greg Poling, director of the Asian Maritime Transparency Initiative, and I'm joined today by Nigel Lee, president of the Chinese Society of International Law in Taiwan, and Dustin Wong, both of whom were uh, authors on the recent Amicus Curiae brief or Friends of the Court brief that was sent to the Permanent Court of Arbitration regarding uh, Taipei's position on, on Manila's case against Beijing's South China Sea claims. And I'm also joined by Ben Bland, who's uh, in Hong Kong with the Financial Times, and like myself, has made a, a recent trip out to Taiping Island uh, at the invitation of Taipei. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Morning. Good morning. Why don't I, I start with uh, you, uh, Mr. Lee, or, or Dustin, uh, on why this, well, first of all, why all of a sudden do we hear Taipei uh, inserting itself so heavily into this debate? And why what is an amicus brief, and why was it necessary? Okay. Uh, first of all, I, I would like to say uh, it is not a sudden, uh, just <laughs> because, uh, uh, as we can understand, that the Philippines, they have um, uh, 15 submissions to the arbitral tribunal. However, uh, Taiping Island is not one of them, uh, as we can see from the wording. However, uh, we can understand that the Philippines, they spend quite a lot of time and energy in explaining uh, why Taiping Island is not an island in the two hearings last year. Therefore, uh, for the uh, uh, academic uh, fields and also the friends in Taiwan, we noticed that this kind of development and uh, actually some of us, we had already been to uh, Taiping Island already. Therefore, uh, we want to uh, have a thorough study on the Taiping Island, either from the uh, historic uh, evidence as well as from the um, uh, actual uh, living uh, situation in, uh, in, on, on Taiping Island. Uh, therefore, um, uh, at the end of last year, uh, the uh, board meeting of the Chinese Society of International Law, we decided to form a kind of uh, study group to study this and to see if there is any possibility to to uh, submit uh, amicus uh, brief. So uh, basically, this is the, uh, 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 we, we had already spent quite a lot of time and um, uh, to, to study this uh, issue. And uh, later, as we can see, that we decided to submit this uh, amicus brief. Uh, to summarize, uh, it's in the, uh, the hearing that the, uh, the Philippine side uh, argues that Taiping Island is a rock instead of an island, thereby denying uh, any entitlements uh, 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 an island uh, may have entailed under the uh, UN uh, conventions on uh, the law of the sea, and denying therefore the entitlements of Taiwan, uh, which is now the uh, 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 the international entity uh, exercising. Uh, uh, control over the island, uh, Taiping Island, over six, six decades. Uh, therefore, uh, uh, there is a genuine interest, uh, at least from the academic uh, uh, viewpoint, uh, to explore uh, or to answer the question whether Taiping Island is a, a rock or an island under the definition of the um, UNCLOS, that's the UN Conventions on the Law of the Sea. Okay. Um, 
having read over the the amicus brief and, and having been out and, and heard representations from various Taiwanese officials and experts, uh, the case for the status of typing basically comes down to a few points. Is there sufficient drinkable water to sustain a human population? Is there sufficient soil for agriculture? Uh, has there been a history of economic activity? Obviously, Manila's lawyers have argued no. What is the evidence that, that you've presented to say, yes, in fact, this island, if it's an island, can sustain a human habitation? Yeah, um, actually, uh, this is an unresolved question uh, as to the definition of the uh, human habitation and economic life. If we trace back those uh, discussions in the, um, the third United Nations Conference on the Law of the Sea during uh, 1973 to 1984. Uh, in that period, so many submissions raised by the different parties. For example, some party would argue that the minimum area for an island would be one square kilometers. And if we trace, if we find, if if we follow the the uh, the argument, we would found that the one square kilometers would be the minimum area for those countries they have. And for for another group of the country, they would just argue zero point five. And we we would find out that their their suggestion or their proposal would just follow their national interests. In other words, there is no such uh, 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 evidence or strong enough the 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 uh, uh, st strategic or uh, or other statistical data could show if there is any decisive elements could make on the definition of the island. So in the end. The, the chairman and all the participants in the conference, they decided to use a more, more uh, descriptive way to describe the island so that we can find out this is the, uh, the, the, the wording that we could have. That is the uh, human habitation and uh, economic life without any definition to what kind of elements could decide if it is uh, 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 could, could uh, sustain human habitation. So back to the, uh, the, the, the debate now, uh, Philippines said uh, that there is no water, or the water is too salty on the island, on the Taiping Island, or there is no topsoil, or uh, there is no such activities which can sustain hum uh, economic life. From, from our point of view, these debates had already been gone through more detailedly during the period of the third United Nations Conference on the Law of the Sea. In other words, uh, what we are arguing now, that is, that is uh, just to repeat those debates. And most importantly, the Philippine side they had never been to Taiping Island before. 
So how can they decide if the water is too salty? And how can they say that there's no topsoil? So uh, basically, uh, I think from, from the uh, uh, Taiwanese uh, scholar, we just want to prove that we do have the uh, water and the water is drinkable. And uh, according to our scientific uh, research on those water on the topsoil, which could sustain the, the basic human habitation, that is no question at all. Uh, scientific scientific studies uh, or field study has been charged by uh, uh, scientists uh, recently and uh, pay visiting, uh, uh, paying visit to the uh, Taiping Island and uh, uh, actually issued a scientific survey, survey report uh, about the, uh, for the, on the issue of water. Uh, there are now four wells uh, on the island. And one well, the number five well, uh, provides and supply the uh, drinking water uh, on a daily basis. And the, for that, uh, because the uh, Taiping Island has a very rich amount of rainfall each year, and, and so uh, it's, uh, it's already, actually, uh, there is a abundant uh, historical materials uh, uh, showing that the uh, uh, being uh, a problem of short of uh, a drinking water supply on the island. And uh, uh, for, for, for the present time, well, number five alone can supply drinking water to as many as 1,000 to uh, 1,500 persons each day. Uh, the amount of uh, uh, water supply, uh, uh, say, uh, assuming each person uh, consume 2,000 cc per day, okay? And also, um, the quality of the uh, drinking water, according to the, the survey uh, by uh, uh, scientific standard, the water is better than the water that is from the uh, Pascados Penghu Island, and and uh, to put it in a different way, uh, we said the the quality of the drinking water from that well is um, is uh, uh, cl uh, well no less uh, uh, of a, a not of a less quality than uh, than uh, than what's the brand the uh, Avion. Uh, Avion. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm, I've, so having visited the island and having drunk the water, uh, mm -hmm. along with at least three cabinet officials from Taipei, who I assume <laughs> would not have been given unsafe water, it does taste fine. Mm -hmm. uh, I suppose the question comes down to how much can it produce, as you say, how healthy is it over the long term, can it sustain human habitation over the long term, um, which I, you, I think you present... Uh, a large body of evidence in, in the amicus brief, which I, I should plug, we have uh, for anybody who wants to peruse it on the AMTI website under our documents library. But let me go to, to Ben. As a non-expert like myself who's, who's been out there, um, can you give me some impressions? First of all, how, did your, how was your trip put together? You know, what was the purpose of getting these foreign journalists out? And what was your sense of, of being on the island? Well, the first thing I'd like to say is, is, like you, Greg, I drunk the water and I'm still living to this day, um, <laughs> which is, I guess, the, the first test passed. 
Um, I mean, for me, I think like you, we've been looking at the South China Sea disputes for a long time. Um, so it was great to have an opportunity to get to the heart of the issues. And in a way, that says something about the kind of government there is in, in, in Taiwan, which is obviously democratic, uh, more open and, you know, to be fair, more adept at understanding how to play the international media and international experts. So it was a very well-organized trip, and it, it was clearly a chance to show us um, the island and to try and explain that it could support human habitation and the implications of that. But also it was clearly, to some extent, a propaganda exercise. So, you know, I found that when I returned to Taipei, my photo, which had been taken by various of the Taiwanese news agencies, ended up in the Taiwanese newspapers and also on the Facebook page of President Ma Ying-jeou. And it was, it was clearly in itself an, an exercise to show that by the fact of journalists having been taken there by the, the Taiwanese government, that in itself was, was evidence of their control over the island. Um, so there was clearly an, an element of propaganda, but I think it was interesting to, to see the island. Um, and I think it's important to understand why Taiwan wants to say that this is an island, not a rock. And, and that's all about theoretical control over, over territory and resources, because obviously under the UN um, law of the sea, if this is just a rock that cannot support human habitation, it's only eligible to a 12-mile territorial sea. But if it can be proven that it can support human habitation and, econ and econo economic life, then it's eligible to a 200-mile exclusive economic zone with rights over any oil and gas and fisheries. I think that's what's at the heart of this issue. Um, but in a way, it comes down to very small and somewhat ridiculous issues like the, the level of bird droppings in the soil, which you know, many Taiwanese experts have been keen to show. Why? Well, because bird droppings in the soil show that you can support agriculture, hence human habitation, hence the 200-mile economic zone. So in, in some ways, it's from the, the sublime to the ridiculous, but it was a great opportunity to really see these islands. And I think, in a way, there's, there's so much geopolitical debate about the South China Sea. And it, in many ways, it's one of the most tense and, and concerning disputes anywhere in the world at the moment. And I think if many of the people who talk about it, journalists, politicians, academics, actually had to go to these islands on a C-130 Hercules or three days on a boat, and see what was there, they may think about the issue very differently. Well, you, you bring up the interesting point, which is this does, these visits have to serve a propaganda purpose in a sense because of Taiping, or Taipei's unique political status. It is not, because it's not a member of the United Nations, it cannot be a party to the UN Convention on the Law of the Sea. It can't, it requested and was turned down uh, to be an observer in the Philippine Manila case, even though obviously it, it impacts upon Taipei's claims in the South China Sea. So its only option is to try to get as much information out in the public domain as possible, recognizing that the judges will at least do their best to peruse all the publicly available information so they can make a, a robust decision. I'd like to ask, is, is this too late? I mean, the Filipinos, as I understand, presented a survey of Taiping Island from 1996 as their key piece of evidence. And as far as I know, until the last couple of years, there were no other surveys. And until these visits by myself and, and the journalist with Ben and a couple others that I've been made aware of, there's been very little access for foreigners. So has, has Taipei, in a sense, injured its own case by not wanting to publicize up until now? Well, uh, what the, according to my knowledge, what the uh, Philippines uh, cited 
uh, in their brief is not academic uh, studies, uh, just uh, newspaper clippings. But of course, that perhaps are the, uh, the, the only pieces of information they, they can find. But uh, of course, there, are, uh, there has been for, some, for such a long time, uh, not in the public domain, um, scientific surveys. That's why uh, you have this round of reason exercise. But I think better late than never. And actually, uh, whoever uh, pay a visit to the, uh, to the island can witness, uh, well, it's not a big island, but it's an island big enough to be called island under the, uh, the, uh, the convention. Uh, well, you will see uh, residential facilities. You can see uh, basic electric, electric power generation facilities. You have roads, you have, uh, 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 you have temple, you have lighthouse. Uh, you have uh, fisherman service station, you have hospital, you have burial sites uh, on the island. Uh, you can easily tell uh, this is island that can sustain human habitation. Uh, of course, not too many people, but I think uh, 100 people uh, at least uh, uh, can survive. Uh, on the island, and by any definition uh, that uh, uh, a reasonable person may come up, uh, I mean, uh, a scholar or not, uh, under the uh, convention of, uh, of the law of sea. Uh, so, uh, uh, well, Taipei didn't have good chances in the uh, international arena to uh, speak out loud and didn't have any chances to, uh, to say anything uh, in this arbitration proceedings. Uh, Taipei is not a party to the arbitration. Uh, now, uh, the society as an NGO uh, submit this, uh, this uh, amicus curiae brief to, um, to voice, uh, uh, to tell uh, factual uh, information. Uh, and uh, as a... Um, uh, well, Taipei, as a uh, distinct, separate international entity, uh, exercising the uh, uh, actual control over the island, well, has have has any right to uh, safeguard uh, its uh, national interest uh, on an island uh, in the uh, South China Sea. Yes. Um, Greg, if I, if I could come in here, I mean, I think it's important that we understand the political context, not to, um, to undermine the, the important work done by Taiwanese academics, but we need to see the political context here. So on the one hand, Taiwan is just as concerned as the U.S., as Vietnam, as, as the Philippines about China's assertive, if not aggressive stance in the South China Sea, and in a way, by Taiwan pushing its claim, which obviously maps very closely over the same U-dash line claim that the mainland China has, in a way they're supporting the, the Chinese claim to the South China Sea, which I suspect is why there was some sort of historical reluctance against that. We have President Ma, who has made it sort of, as he, he looks to his legacy, as he prepares to step down, he, he's looked to try and make some sort of claim as, as a peacemaker in, in the South China Sea, and to try and make Taiwan's voice heard more. So I think we have this very complex political situation where on the one hand, the Taiwanese government is reluctant to be seen as doing China's bidding 
in extending its claim into the South China Sea. At the same time, we have President Ma, who wants to make it his legacy to have upheld um, Taiwan's presence and role in, as an important player in the South China Sea. Well, Ben raises a point that I think has to come up every time we discuss Taiwanese legal positions in the South China Sea, and that is the official ambiguity from Taipei on what those claims are. As far as the meaning of the U-shaped line, uh, from my own discussions with academics, there is a robust debate within the Taiwanese uh, expert community on whether or not Taiwan does claim historic rights as China does, or whether or not the U-shaped line is, was only meant to be a claim to the island territories, and therefore any maritime entitlements would be based on unclosed, on EEZs and kind of shells, etc. But there are others who, who frankly sound indistinguishable from colleagues that you talk to in Beijing. How, how do we square that circle? How does right. Taipei insert itself into this question but still not get forced into what would be, I think, a very politically difficult clarification of its claims more broadly? Well, uh, perhaps uh, Professor Wang will supply uh, his uh, views uh, after mine. I, in my eyes, uh, uh, in this case, uh, the, the, the Philippines has, uh, has made it clear that this is not case to delineating the boundaries. Uh, so, uh, uh, and, and Taipei, and at least uh, the present exercise, recent exercise, uh, over the, uh, the Taiping Island and the uh, amicus brief about uh, Taiping Island is just to, uh, to, to it's a defense uh, uh, move that is uh, solely on the issue of whether Taiping Island constitutes a, an island or a rock. Uh, that uh, directly relates to the entitlements Taiwan has uh, under the uh, uh, law of the, uh, the, the seas. Well, as to the, uh, the boundary issues, perhaps uh, Professor Wang may uh, supply further views. Okay, yeah. uh, I think we are moving the uh, 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 legal perspectives to the political and the geo or, or geopolitical or geopolitics perspectives. Uh, basically, uh, if, if we, I, I think the, um, the motivation behind the Philippines to raise this um, uh, submission and also tries to downgrade the legal status of the Taiping Island was just for the distance between Taiping Island and the Palawan Island. Palawan Island is the uh, one of the large largest island uh, exercised uh, uh, sovereignty by the Philippines. The distance between them is 199.6 nautical miles. In other words, in case Taiping Island is an island, then it definitely could claim 200 nautical miles of EEZ, and uh, that will be uh, to, to generate a huge overlapping area between Taiping Island and uh, the Philippine, Philippine Palawan Island. I think this is the, 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 the motivation behind that the Philippines wants to downgrade the legal status of Taiping Island. Okay, uh, uh, apart from that, uh, another thing I want to say is, uh, basically, I think the international community would just misunderst mis misunderstand uh, the, uh, 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 the grounds for Taiwan to claim 
the uh, Taiping Island or to claim the uh, sovereignty over those islands in the South China Sea. Uh, international community always misunderstands, always misunderstands that uh, what we have done from Taiwan would just support China's grounds in, in, in claiming or asserting the uh, sovereignty in the South China Sea. I think that kind of uh, idea is uh, a completely misunderstanding and uh, uh, wrong. Uh, both sides, I mean both sides from the Taiwan Straits, we claim the South China Sea are, ha are basing on the uh, similar uh, idea, which is the historical evidence. But that, that does not mean whatever we claim would just support uh, China. Uh, let's come back to, uh, to, the, uh, to the year 2009. At that time, uh, when the uh, Vietnam and the Malaysia governments, they claim or they assert the outer continental shelf in the certain area of the South China Sea, that would also uh, also has a, a quite quite a serious uh, argument comes from the Philippines. The Philippines said that you cannot claim the, uh, the, 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 the outer continental shelf in the South China Sea because that is also uh, a kind of uh, area that the Philippines claim uh, just because of the Kalayang Islands group. But we, if we look at uh, uh, more, more closely about the uh, basic idea for the outer continental shelf claimed by the, by the uh, Vietnam and the Malaysia, they are also the same thing because they, they claim the uh, 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 territorial uh, extension, uh, which is the uh, uh, natural prolongation from the land. They, so they claim the uh, outer continental shelf in the southern part of the Spreadley and also in the northern part of the Spratly. So I, I think uh, we cannot just, uh, uh, just because other countries, their claim, the, the basis for their claiming is similar or the same, then we just argue that for one country or one party that you cannot claim the same thing. That is the uh, 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 kind of um, uh, uh, wrong, wrongly uh, logic thinking. So I, I, I believe that what we are claiming now, uh, it is based on our national interests. I mean, purely from Taiwan's national interest, nothing to do to support or to help China's assertion in the uh, South China Sea. So do I, if, if I'm understanding you right, mm -hmm. you're not saying that the, the basis for Taiwan's claim in the South China Sea either is or is not the same as Beijing's. Uh, mm. You're saying it doesn't matter, or we, sh we should not necessarily equate the two. Right. Uh, and, and I think it's safe to say that there is still not a consensus, either in the expert community or in the government within Taipei, on exactly what the meaning of the U-shaped line mm -hmm. is or was. Is that right? Right. Uh, well, at least uh, for the present case of arbitration, that issue has not been squarely uh, needed or uh, presented in front of the tribunal. And of course, uh, uh, we don't have a chance, uh, at least from my view, 
I don't think our government has any chance to uh, to 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 present its position uh, in front of the tribunal, and uh, and and the issue is not uh, in front of the tribunal either. So the sole issue now focus uh, is the Taiping Island. Um, well, uh, leave that U-shaped uh, line, uh, nine dash line. Uh, controversy aside, Taiping Island uh, matters in terms of national interest of uh, of uh, of uh, Taipei. Okay, let me end with a question that I'd like to get opinions from everybody or whoever feels that they would like to give one, which is if this PR campaign, as as I think Ben accurately described it, fails, if at the end of May or in June, sometime in the next few months, we get a ruling from the arbitral tribunal that either sides with the Filipinos in saying that Taiping is a rock, or more broadly, uh, says that the the nine dash line is not a uh, not a acceptable basis for a maritime claim, and that there is no such thing as historic rights uh, beyond those limited in the convention to historic bays and and, and et cetera. It puts Taipei in a difficult position. Uh, many of these will, they will set a precedent that will impact upon customary international law, and Taipei has long said that it, while it is not a party to most international conventions, it does subscribe to, convention, to customary international law. And I think it will face pressure either to say nothing or to make a statement that it respects, even if it does not necessarily agree with the findings of the court. I, let's start with Ben because I think it's important to get the political context here. How do you think that you know Taiwan will have to face that choice, and how will the international community, other Asian states, the U.S., look to Taiwan to to face that eventuality? Well, I think the important thing to understand is that Taiwan is about to get its new president on on the twentieth of May um, from from the the DPT. Um, you know, President Ma's party is, is on the way out. And in, in coming, we have a party that's much more focused on Taiwanese nationalism and Taiwan's separateness from mainland China and the history and historical baggage of China. So, yeah, many people think that the, the DPP and the new president, Tsai Ing-wen, will in general be less interested in these sorts um, of issues. Um, so, uh, so I think that that's the first unknown. How, how does the new government react? The, sec- the second point is, in a way, obviously it's very important for Taiwan um, in, a, in a legal sense and in terms of you know, the diplomatic um, details. But in the big picture, I'm not sure it makes that much difference because you know, Taiwanese officials, when I visited, said they're not really interested in claiming an active exclusive economic zone. They're not interested in stopping other countries from fishing there. They're not interested in sticking an oil oil and gas rig there to show their power, because Taiwan, by and large, wants a peaceful situation in the South China Sea, and it's espoused the policy of of joint cooperation to exploit resources. So in a way, I know at at a technical, at a legal and diplomatic level, it's important, but actually, in terms of the greater power play, that comes ultimately much more down to the Chinese military, to the U.S. response, and to the Vietnamese, and the lesser extent, the Filipinos, because Taiwan has always said it will take a, a peaceful approach. Well, uh, following uh, 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 what has been said, uh, 
I think uh, whether uh, it's a new party, uh, I don't think any government uh, who uh, exercise uh, uh, control uh, over Taiwan uh, would uh, uh, renounce uh, its national interest in the uh, soil it has already been on and uh, under its control for, for over 60 years. Uh, it's just not realistic uh, for a government to say, well, Taiping Island is uh, not a part of uh, uh, what we have, uh, so we don't care who, 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 who takes it, and we will withdraw from it. I don't think that's uh, realistic to expect. Well, to but see. if I may jump in, nobody's suggesting that. Certainly, the the court has no uh, jurisdiction over territorial issues. Right. The case wouldn't have any bearing on the legitimacy of Taiwan's occupation or sovereignty over Taiping. The question is, if the court rules that Taipei can only, or whoever controls it, is only entitled to a twelve nautical mile territorial sea, right. how does Taiwan answer that? But, but but that's a matter of international law. I really don't expect that the uh, the tribunal will disregard all the facts assertion uh, which has shown in the uh, in the brief. Uh, it's a, a it's a, a matter of fact uh, under the definition of the UN Convention. Is it a rock or an island? Uh, there is no way, uh, at least. Uh, being one of the authors of the, the brief, I don't think there's any way for a reasonable uh, legal scholar to conclude that this is not an island but a rock by any reasonable legal definition. And that's, of course, you, <laughs> uh, your assumption is that the, uh, uh, our assertion has been denied by the uh, tribunal, but that's the best we can do. Uh, at least we 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 uh, just rely upon uh, scientific studies, rely upon uh, legal reasonings, and we try to achieve what we consider all reasonable legal persons, uh, legal scholars uh, would agree to. That is, the island is not a rock; it is an island per se. Yeah, Dustin, if I can, on on the last word here, let's assume that that. The court rules typing mm -hmm. the rock. There are still other parts of the case that impact upon Taiwan's claims. Yeah. Does Taipei have anything to say on if on the question of historic rights, the legitimacy of, of the nine dash line as as the Filipinos would call it, given that it's the PRCs? Or does it just say typing the rock, thanks very much, we have nothing to say on the rest? Well, um basically I I'm just saying this uh based on the um an academic uh, study. Uh, I would like to say that uh, very possible that uh, Taiping Island would not be mentioned in in the uh, uh, final award released by the arbitral tribunal uh, because just because Taiping Island, this term uh, is not listed in the 15 submissions raised by the Philippines. Uh, just in case, I mean, to the to the worst scenario, uh, Taiping Island, the legal status of uh, Taiping Island uh, mentioned by the tribunal in their final award, I would like to say that uh, it won't create any effect on Taiwan, uh, just because Taiwan is not a party to that 
uh, arbitration. And uh, we had already tried our best. We, we, we said that whatever you argued, Taiwan is also included in your, uh, in, in your debate. Uh, but uh, Taiwan is not invited to be a party. Therefore, under these circumstances, I would like to say that uh, Taiwan also can ignore uh, whatever mentioned by the uh, award. And, but, but having said that, I, I also want to say that uh, in the, uh, like the, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, and I do also believe that uh, the President Ma Ying-jeou also mentioned that uh, the resolution to the, uh, uh, the, 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 the issues in the South China Sea, including the legal status of the uh, Taiping Island, uh, should follow not only the UNCLOS, but also uh, we have to follow other principles of the uh, international law, uh, including the uh, uh, intertemporal law. I think this kind of uh, position had been um, uh, mentioned several times by the uh, government. So when we see the, uh, the, the award, I think uh, we won't change this position and would just follow the, uh, the, the principles of the international law, uh, that's for sure. Okay, well, gentlemen, thank you very much for taking okay. the time. This is a fascinating discussion and one I suspect will not end even when we see the PCA's ruling. Okay, yeah. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Ben, thanks very thank much uh, for staying up late to do this. That's okay. And, no worries. And for blowing a Friday night. <laughs> that's okay. I can go out now. All right. All right. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.